If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Hello everyone and welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I'm your host, Patty Parlays. And joining me as always, Scott Stapp's number one fan, Tyler. Tyler, welcome in. Uh, thank you, Pat. I'm just glad uh, glad to be here. Hopefully these picks will take our listeners higher. <laughs> Fantastic reference. I'm, I'm, I understood that one. That was a good one. That was well done. That's what, that's what brings the people back. Yes, sir. And joining us... For I believe the first time ever, you've heard him talking in the comments section, but you uh, don't think you've ever heard his voice. But uh, Ty, Ty, welcome in for the first time, buddy. Thanks. It's good to be here. I'm more of a TLC guy, so I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> oh man, we got so many references on this thing. It's unreal. But uh, noticeably absent from today's episode. The Green Goblin, the voice of God himself, Diz, he could not make it. However, he did provide us with a little four-minute tidbit clip of uh, his takes and things that are happening this weekend. So we will go ahead and play that for us. So, uh, Diz, take it away. What's up, boys? Uh, This is Diz. I could not be on the podcast today, but wanted to share a couple minutes of my thoughts uh, as we head into this week. Um, a couple things. I was 2-0 and in my dumbest dummy. Uh, it is fade Big Ten season. Illinois plus 8, or I'm sorry, Chattanooga plus 8 against Illinois was never a doubt. And Colgate plus 8 against Wisconsin, that one had me scared a little bit. Um, but at the end, they pulled through. And then both Wisconsin and Illinois went on to lose yesterday. So it is fade Big Ten season. There are only two Big Ten teams left, and I'm concerned with my strategy simply because Purdue is playing St. Peter's. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Peacocks guy. I'm a huge 15-seed Peacock supporter. Um, I would love it if they won, even though I do support the Big Ten. I think it would be electric as a Cinderella story. Um, But I just think every position is physical mismatch. Um, I think Purdue wins, and I think Purdue wins big. I think the spread, it was a predicted line of like 12 or so. I think Purdue wins by more than 12, so I may just stay away from that game entirely. Um, because it is fade Big Ten season, so I may just stay away. Michigan, on the other hand, they're playing a Villanova team um, that looked really good until the end of that Ohio State game. Uh, But nonetheless, I'm really liking Villanova in that game as well, so really curious to see what that line is. Fade Big Ten season might be over, but nonetheless, I wanted to share that it worked out for me very well. Um, Also, um, wanted to give my dumbest dummy bets for tonight. Um, Not a massive slate, no college basketball, um, I'm not invested in the NBA, but of course, when in doubt, you go check the NHL overs. And I got two of them for you. Boston Bruins at Montreal Canadiens, over six goals in that game, minus 105. And then over six, Preds versus the Ducks at minus 102. Nothing fancy, nothing different, nothing unique, but we stick to what works. Loving those overs, loving these empty netters. Patty was just texting me this weekend about how he loves empty netters. I'm going to return the favor We're going to get some more tonight. And then lastly, to transition to Patty and Tyler, I'm sure this is their topic for the night. Got to talk about this Matt Ryan trade to the Colts. 
Now, last podcast, I seemed like I was in a really low place. And uh, not going to lie, I was. I wish Chris Ballard was doing more. But I have to say, I am absolutely juiced about this trade. I am absolutely juiced about this trade. The Colts added Matt Ryan. They lost Carson Wentz. They weren't forced to extend his deal, uh, Matt Ryan's deal, which is incredible. They gained a third-round pick that might be a second, depending on how many snaps Wentz takes for the Washington Commanders. Atlanta ate $41 million in dead cap, and Ryan's cap hit was only $28 million, which is less than Carson Wentz. That was from Warren Sharp Football. I'm looking at a tweet here. I'm a huge fan of this. He is our quarterback for the right now. And Now, I'm not saying the Colts are solved. The, 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 the problem isn't solved. But I think what this does is this gives you time. Uh, you can win right now with him, and you have a you can you can develop a strategy to find your future quarterback. And I think Matt Ryan can do it. it, it if we if we improve the line, I'm not saying the Colts are done with free agency. I don't. I still think we need to make moves. I would love Matty Ice to get some weapons of a receiver. So if Ballard could do that, that'd be greatly appreciated. Would love another offensive lineman as well. We lost Glowinski. Um, and we lost Fisher as well. So, nonetheless, I'm loving this trade with Matt Ryan. I, I prefer Ryan over Baker. Um, I really do. I like Baker, but uh, as a quarterback, I, I don't know. He's he's too inconsistent for me. Doesn't fit our offense, I don't think. Matt Ryan, he can get it done if he stays protected. Okay. Well, Diz is done. He cut out at some point. Um, but... Um, Let's just jump right into it. So we it's Monday, so we are doing news from around the leagues. And Diz kind of started us off there and led us off with it. Matt Ryan got traded to the Indianapolis Colts in the NFL for a third round draft pick. Um uh, I think it's I think it's a great move for the Colts. I mean, obviously it's a temporary solution, we would have to assume. But um I, I think giving what's left, the quarterbacks that are still available out there and the price we had to pay for them, I think this is a win for the Colts. Um, I mean, he was it's definitely affordable and he's the best available option, you know, but I just don't see the Colts winning it next year, so I'm not really sure about like making a move on like a one year quarterback. I mean Granted, you only give up a third-round pick, but that's a third-round pick you could have used in the draft or something. I mean, Colts are a young team. There's They don't really have any pass catchers right now. Their line's rough with the loss of Fisher and... Uh, Glowinski. Glowinski, I was going to say. I'm not sure. I'll let Pat, the expert pronunciation man here, <laughs> so- And, I mean, they just don't even have... You know, they trade away a cornerback for edge help edge rusher which they needed edge rushing but now they're down i'm I'm not even sure what cornerbacks they have right now rogers and is is Rhodes uh, still there i think he's a free agent i'm not 100 sure but kenny moore and maybe rogers so so kenny moore last season was a pro bowler he he really came into his own last season but that was also as a slot corner i, I don't know about him lining up one-on-one with the number one guy but maybe Maybe they see something and we don't. I don't know. Um, but I, I will say this. The, the compensation that we gave up for Matt Ryan was the steal of the deal. I mean, 
in reality, we got we got two third round draft picks for Carl Wentz, and we just gave one of those. I thought it was a second and a third. It, it may have been, but regardless, we still have our third round draft pick. But we gave one of our two third round draft picks to the Falcons to get uh, Matt Ryan, and the cap hit from us paying Matt Ryan is less than it would have been with Carl Wentz, mm-hmm. and the Falcons are eating a 40 million dead cap number from this trade. I, yeah. I'm not sure what the Falcons were thinking, but uh, I, th- I think the Colts uh, came away in a better position. Um, how, how many years did they sign him for, the Colts? Well, so Matt Ryan is still under contract for two years, and I believe none of that is guaranteed. So if we do this one-year thing, it doesn't work with Matt Ryan. I believe we can cut him to no loss to the Colts. Mm. And so I really think it's a good deal, especially like at least temporarily. Um, But Tyler, this brings me to the next point. Where does that leave Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G? Um, Jimmy G, I'm not super worried about him, but like doesn't seem like anyone wants Baker. Right. So we were talking about this a little bit at work today. There, there's some talk maybe Jimmy G just stays with the 49ers. I mean, it right. seemed like he was pretty set on leaving, and uh, but now there's no one else that out there that like would want him or give up, you know, anything for him. So Jimmy G might just be stuck. I don't know if Jimmy G will be considered a backup quarterback. Uh, will they let Trey Lance just take the helm? Or I mean, Trey Lance didn't really look great last year. I mean, he can run, but. I, I think you give Jimmy G another year. I mean, why not at this point? Yeah, you're not gonna. You don't want to like just give up anything or not give up anything and or not get anything in return for him. And I mean, let's see if Trey Lance can't beat him out, and you know if he can, maybe try and trade him then. See yeah. if you know if someone's quarterback gets hurt, Baker and Jimmy G's value both skyrocket. They'll yep. be able to get something more. And I believe uh, I saw a report saying the Panthers have zero interest in Baker as well. Really? That is surprising to me. I know. That's the last place I was thinking he would go, you know, because Saints signed Jimmy. uh, Yep. I don't think Baker is too much of a upgrade over Drew Locke up in Seattle. Did Seattle already find a replacement? Well, well, they so, got Drew Locke back in the trade, but I'm just saying I don't think for the compensation you'd have to give up plus paying both Drew Locke and Baker yeah, might yeah. be tough. Well, and, and Mariota just signed with the Falcons, so you got to assume he's going to be the guy in Atlanta. Um, Jacoby Brissett, he was on our radar for a little while. Okay. He, he got signed to go to the Browns to be the backup for uh, Sean Watson. Hmm. So, I mean – well, another thing is, there's no way in hell the Niners are trading Jimmy in division to the Seahawks too. So, no. I don't see any team that would take either or would pay, you know, give up draft compensation to get either of them at this point. If you're a young team with a young quarterback, maybe like a uh, a Jets or a Jaguars, would you not take a shot at like Jimmy G? Or I mean, I know you just drafted two young quarterbacks last year. You know, top two picks, but did Flacco get Flacco? I believe re-signed with the Jets. I believe so. I'm sure he'll chill there. I mean, the other thing with those two quarterbacks, you don't really want to 
I mean, they already, like, especially with the Jags, they had a young backup quarterback that was not terrible that they trade away for a bag of, you know, bag of balls last year mm-hmm. because they want to make sure that Trevor knows. He's you know, the guy. You don't want to hurt their confidence. So you'd rather have, I think teams like that would rather have an old guy as their backup. Yeah. It's a good point. We even saw Teddy go down to be the Dolphins backup, I believe. Teddy two gloves, baby. Um, and then kind of in other news, uh, Robert Woods went to the Titans. It was, Diz had this theory that Robert Woods was going to go to Green Bay to take over for Devontae Adams. And I, we kind of squished that really quick. Cause like after he said that last episode, Robert Woods then went to the Titans. Um, but then how do we feel about the possibility of Julio Jones reuniting with Matt Ryan here in Indy to, uh, not only fill the Colts needs, but also maybe, you know, re-spark uh, some, some good football. Well, the uh, the man that the Colts just had taken out from under them wide receiver, Zach Pascal, actually had more yards and touchdowns than Julio last year, and Pascal was rated 94th out of 90, like 94th out of 94th by PFF for wide receivers, so not sure if it's a great look. He's a little older. He might be expensive. We don't know. And that, that's the thing. I think for the right price, maybe you take a shot on Julio Jones. He's definitely not Julio Jones, like, you know. Of the past. Right. He's not that freak athlete, that freak of nature that you can just throw it to him when you need something done. Um, but at the same time, the Colts are in desperate need of wide receiver help. Right. I'm not sure. Who do they even have at this point? Pittman. So, so where'd. Where did Pascal end up going? Uh, Eagles. Really? Interesting. Um, so then, yeah, it would be like Pittman, uh, Paris Campbell. Uh, if he's healthy. Well, right. I mean, he's under contract. I, I don't I don't know if these people will Those be able to play. Those are the two but... that I know right. that are under contract. Other than that, like I don't know anyone else. Right. Um, I don't know what T.Y. Hilton's market looks he, like. Yeah, he's still a free agent. So. Yeah. That's tough, because I figured he would be back at least. I mean, we we could go with the uh, T.Y. Madden team from 2010 and have T.Y. Hilton and Julio Jones and just have the the blast from the past. Are you splitting out Hines wide? Naheem Hines most times? Who else is going to catch I was going to say, we could. Uh, he He's certainly a very good receiving running back. Uh, we got Mo Cox just run a four wide out set with him as the other wide receiver. I'm just not optimistic for this cold season at all, From at least from the roster currently. I am the exact opposite. I actually am very optimistic. But I'm, I'm an optimistic person. Now, uh, T.Y., you're a realist. Uh, wh- how are you feeling about the Colts right now? Well, uh, so, at Ryan, mm-hmm. getting signed, this is now our 12th quarterback in 12 years. We're now just hot. Right at all. We're like hop, skipping, and jumping around quarterbacks for one year or two year contracts and then leaving them. I don't, I mean, I don't know what the, the whole process is, but like, what's to say we just, and I don't know what the draft pool looks like, but just get someone out of the, you know, someone out of the draft and then groom them over the years to make them a good, like, I want to say franchise, but cause I don't know, you know, what the number one prospect is and how could you get the number one prospect to want to come to Indy? But like, 
Matt Ryan is already 36 years old, and he hasn't had a career-leading season since 2016. He did lead the league in like 2019 in some passing yards and stuff, but I don't. I just don't know how long they're going to expect him to stay around. And mm-hmm. I could see him. I, I could see him going to the playoffs and maybe winning the division. But then after two years, when we don't repeat that same thing, they could just all right, time to look for a new quarterback. So, it, like you said, it. I feel like it is a temporary fix. Yeah, for sure. And to be honest, your your analysis there, Ty, was fantastic. I will, I will give you that. Um, and to answer your question, the draft poll this year, especially at quarterback, is one of the worst in recent memory. Um, typically, yeah, I don't. I haven't heard anything. Right. I mean, I don't follow sports that much, but I haven't heard anything spectacular from the quarterback. So typically, you see like what, like two or three quarterbacks go top five, Tyler. Is that mm-hmm. accurate? They're saying like the earliest one might not go until like number 10, uh, this this draft. So it's not great. And that's why there's all this scrambling at quarterback position, like trades, you know, trying to make things happen because this draft class isn't great quarterback-wise. Um, I, I, I like your thought on having someone behind Matt Ryan to maybe learn and maybe try to groom. I, I don't know if Sam Ellinger is that guy, Tyler. I mean, he we haven't seen anything or seen much from him. Um, I'd like to think he could be, but who's to say we don't go and draft someone also like in the third or fourth round. That's a project guy that maybe, you know, can turn into something, but, uh, we'll see, you know, time will tell. I think Julio Jones is going to go to the Buccaneers. $5 on that. (laughs) It's not a terrible take actually. Uh, I was thinking green Bay also, also certainly could be the case. Uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, teams out there that could use some wide receiver help. Um, and the wide receiver market isn't exactly booming at the moment. Um, I don't know anything about the draft class for wide receivers, but. Uh... Um, I'm not sure. The Colts might have, if they want to sign somebody like that, they might have to do a little salary cap magic because the number I saw that they're at after the Matt Ryan trade is. Um, you know, after the Matt Ryan trade and resigning some of their own people, they're now down to a little over fifteen million in cap space. That's it. Well, Matt Ryan makes a lot of money. I thought I saw like Matt Ryan was only making twenty three mil. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but we had like sixty four mil. I thought going into free agency. Well, you got to, you know, Mo Ali Cox. They resigned a bunch of people. Mm, yeah. Um, and Gakwe or Ngakwe, yeah. yeah, because he's not. Yeah, he's you know, not. Gonna... You got rid of Yasin's rookie contract or his second contract. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah, it's interesting, but uh, I guess we will see. Yeah, so they're gonna have to move some stuff around if they want a big signing. Yeah. Um, another thing Diz talked about was college basketball March Madness, obviously. Um, his strategy for fading the Big Ten has been pretty successful up to this point. Um, we talked about it last time, big fade Big Ten season. We are full swing. Uh, Tyler, would you consider taking St. Peter's plus the 12 against Purdue this weekend? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'd expect it to win, but you're probably getting good value, and we're fading Big Ten. T.Y., what do, you, what do you have to say about Peacocks? 
I'll plead the fifth. No comment. <laughs> He's a peacock, Captain. You gotta let him fly. <laughs> gotta let him fly. Let's just establish something. They don't really fly. About as much as a penguin or an ostrich. <laughs> but um, other than that, you know, Michigan. Michigan certainly has been a surprise. I think if you would have. Uh, at the beginning of the season, based off of what people thought Michigan was going to be, you'd probably expect them to be here. But uh, coming in, they've been a little sloppy, a little bad of late. Um, 11 seed, now all of a sudden they're in the Sweet 16. Um, they're, go- they're going up against a Villanova squad, which I said before I don't think uh, is that good or possibly could uh, win this thing. So I- if Michigan plays tough physical defense, maybe even presses Villanova, I- I- I'll be honest, I could see Michigan winning that game. I'm still fading the Big Ten. I mean, and and I understand that it's for me. It's kind of like a rock and a hard place, right? Like I've I've been out on Villanova for a while. I've been we're in fade Big Ten season, so I'm kind of in a in a tough spot, especially for that game. But I just have a kind of a feeling that Michigan might pull that one off. I mean, might as well go for it. And you probably get good value if I took just the money line. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. I mean, back of the Purdue thing, I'll. I'll take any chance to root against Purdue. You know me. I, I am curious, and I was going to look at this earlier. Um, I wonder what uh, the odds are for Purdue to win this whole thing. I, I think they have as good a, the way they've been playing. I think they have as good a chance of any as to to win the tournament. Um, they've got a good guard and a absolute giant, probably close to if not the biggest man in the tournament. So plus eight two nice things to have. Plus 800 right now for Purdue to win this thing. I thought, oh, yeah. more. I, did, I thought it would be more, too. They're actually the fourth lowest odds. Who's top dog? Gonzaga? Gonzaga at plus 240, which I was kind of hoping they were going to lose this weekend. I mean, I think we're all hoping they lose, but... I mean, they always lose. And then, Tyler, what did you think about Kelvin Sampson taking his shirt off in the celebration? I mean, I thought it was an OG move. <laughs> it sounds to me like that would be a move T.Y. would pull after we win a game of chill. I just yes. wish he would uh, would have done that instead of making illegal phone calls back in the IU days. Yeah, instead of setting IU back for five years, if he, if he could have been this good for us, I mean, it would have been... With something that's now not even a rule violation, but... What are you going to do? But... Certainly with the games starting back on Thursday and Friday, uh, probably on Thursday's episode. If we have a Thursday episode, it might be Wednesday. Not sure yet. But uh, we'll definitely talk more about the Sweet 16 and stuff like that when we get there. Um, which leaves us with the NBA, MLB, and NHL, boys. Where are we wanting to go next? Uh, let's slide NBA. I know a little bit about that compared to the other two. Okay, so... Um, I'm not sure if we mentioned this on last episode or if we've talked about it since, but uh, Steph Curry is out for the rest of the regular season uh, for the Warriors, which I believe means we are back in fade Warriors season, Tyler. Calm down. So, and we kind of already got the first glimpse of this. So this last game last night uh, was the Warriors versus the Spurs. First game without Steph Curry in the lineup. The Spurs actually beat the Warriors, and I believe it was actually at Golden State. I I can't, I'm not for sure on that, but I think that was the case. Um, but the the interesting thing is the Spurs are horrific. 
<laughs> there, there's there's no no sugarcoat in that. So if we look at the Spurs, if I can find them. 28 and 44. There you go, T.Y. Spurs are 28 and 44. The Spurs, Tyler, lost to the New Orleans Pelicans by 33 points without Brandon Ingram. The Spurs are horrific. True. They are not a great team. And the Spurs beat the Warriors at Golden State last night by two points. We are... And we are absolutely in fade Golden State season. I don't care who they're playing from here on out. They could play the Pacers, and I would bet on the Pacers to beat the Golden State Warriors at this point. By 31? Eh, 31, we might be pushing it. But, <laughs> for for example, right now, tomorrow, there's a game, Golden State Warriors versus the Orlando Magic. Eight and a half point favorites. Eight and a half point favorites. That is absurd. The Magic have actually been playing better ball lately, at least in, in a, this uh, essence of covering the spread. I think ATS, they've been really good of late. I am absolutely taking the Magic plus eight and a half tomorrow. You can already lock me in for that. They're so bad, though. The Magic are so bad, but that's how bad I think the Warriors are going to be without Steph Curry. Is the Magic the worst record in the NBA right now? Uh, I, yes. They are? Yes. That's tough. I, I'm i still taking the magic, but hey, <laughs> we will see tomorrow, because tomorrow's the one where we can really test the theory of fade, fade warrior season. Um, as so do you think him getting injured takes him out of playoff contention? No, 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 no. So they, they, they are in first place in the, uh, in the West, and there's maybe what, like two weeks left, Tyler. Yep. So they're 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 in the playoffs regardless, and I think they pretty much have the one seed. I don't know if no Suns have the one seed, like the wherever they're at, I'm, they're pretty firmly there. So I'm not concerned about that, and I think Steph will come back in time for the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. So. Once they get to the playoffs, it'll be a completely different team. I'm not worried about them then. I'm just saying for the rest of the regular season, I'm looking heavily at betting the spreads against them. Yeah, take notes, T.Y. <laughs> take notes. I'm going to put my 401k against the Warriors. There we go. Yeah. We... <laughs> that's, that's not responsible, but... <laughs> Funny story while we're here. So uh, right before March Madness started, T.Y., actually uh, reached out to me and was like, hey, what's your FanDuel referral code? I'm trying to bet. And uh, oh, yeah. I, I gave it to him, and then it turns out where he's at in Oklahoma, it's not legal to sports bet. So Yeah, what is this, the 21st century? I can't. TY's down he's... bad. He, he he went from Colorado, which is was very heavy into sports gambling and very legal, to Oklahoma to where there's no such thing as even remotely close to anything sports gambling. So I'm going to download a VPN and bet from Colorado. <laughs> even tougher. Uh, it's now legal in New York, my guy. Oh, wow. sorry. I I lived in New York for like five months. I'm not. I'm not with that. <laughs> but uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, as we expected, Tyler Zion Williamson announced out for the rest of the year. Although the Pelicans are playing great basketball right now, it'd be awesome if Zion was back and able to play with them. I'm sure this Pelicans team would maybe be able to make a little bit of a run. 
But uh, I do think the Pelicans will make the play-in game, and I do think they will. I do think they have the possibility of winning that play-in game. But uh, outside of that, I don't see them making it very far. No, not with that. Yeah. Um, they're not. They're play-in game, play-in team, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think they can win the play-in series, um, depending on who they match up against. But uh, they really need to get Brandon Ingram back. They've been playing well without Ingram, but they, they need him to be back so that way, uh, you know, they have everyone that they can have <laughs> going forward. Uh, it's not like, you know, it's not like CJ McCollum has been a great playoff player either. So right. It's kind of tough as well. Yeah. But we'll certainly see. Um, and then finally, some good news, not someone that's out, but someone that's actually returning. Patrick Williams for the Bulls is returning tonight for his first game since October. I believe he was a starter for them in the five games that he did play this season. Um, so that's that's big good news for the Bulls. Pretty good defender. Can defend either forward spot, so that's pretty good versatility for them. Yeah. Especially since they haven't had – or Caruso's back, right? Caruso's back. Ball's still gone. Ball is still gone. I wonder if they're going to announce Ball out for the rest of the season or if uh, they're going to try to get him back for the playoffs. I mean, that should help them too because that's two two of their better defenders are back in the lineup. If yeah. they can get Ball back, I think they'd be – I don't think they'll be like championship contenders, but they'll be, definitely be a tough out in the playoffs where you're – Allowed to play a lot more physical defense than the regular season. Right, absolutely. So good for the Bulls there. Yep. Um, all right, that leaves us with the MLB or the NHL. Fellas, where do we want to head next? I know nothing about either, so. T.Y., do I just, you... I just know the standings for the NHL. I don't really follow it. I used to be in Colorado, so I like the Avalanche in the Western Conference, but – it's either them or the Panthers, and that's just, you know, almost party line voting. I'm just going to go with who's in first place. <laughs> but, it's all good. Uh, they are my favorites. Well, we'll head to the ice then. Um, so today was trade deadline day for the uh, NHL. A lot of people moving teams. Um, the Avalanche made a lot of moves, T.Y. I don't know too much about it, but apparently they made a lot of moves to help solidify their place at the top in the West. So uh, that's good mm-hmm. for you guys. Yeah. And then the Panthers made the big headline move of of the trade deadline. So it's another TY favorite team, kind of, sort of. I know Diz. He's going uh, first place. Yeah. Diz is a big Panthers fan, has been for a couple years now. Um, but they went and made a move and got Claude Giroux. Yeah. I think I nailed that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they also got um, Ben Marriott. So they've been making a lot of moves in the last week. They didn't just go out and get like that one guy. They got a couple people, um, and uh, a bunch of people are ranking like you know the, the deadline winners and losers. And they say that the Panthers are like the winners of who got the best out of what. Absolutely, or one of the teams who got the best out of what really. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they. I'm I'm going to go look see what they think they got. The best. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'll tell you this, the Kraken kind of uh, broke my heart a little bit. As a lifelong Kraken fan myself, uh, they uh, they traded away our team captain, Mark, Mark Giordano. Uh, so, you know, ca- captain for half a season that he's with the team and then trade him away for draft picks. 
But literally all the Kraken have gotten all day, they've literally traded away so many people, and all they've gotten are draft picks. So clearly we're we're uh, selling for the future here a little bit. But uh, I, I don't know how the contracts work either in, like, expansion drafts. So maybe Giordano was going to leave after the season anyways. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Kraken were definitely sellers at the deadline, and I imagine they will be on a list of losers um, for, the, for the NHL trade deadline. Um but then one other just little thing to note, Marc-Andre Fleury. I don't know if anyone's a Chicago Blackhawks fan or Golden Knights fan or know of Marc-Andre Fleury. Flower. Flower, that's right. Uh, he, he was kind of the uh, poster child for good a good goalkeeper. Um, but he got traded to the Minnesota Wild, um, which is kind of interesting. I don't think anyone really expected that. Um they knew Flower was going to go somewhere. They just weren't sure where, and I guess the Wild gave them the package they could not refuse. But uh, interesting little tidbit, the Wild are actually playing in Vegas tonight, which is the team that got rid of Flower. Um, and Flower, even though he just got traded today, he is supposed to dress and be the backup goalie tonight. But I'm sure he'll hear plenty of boos or taunts or anything like that tonight. But uh, I, I think those were the big hitters for the NHL. Um so let's move to the diamond. Our last topic here, the MLB. Uh, the MLB spring training is underway. I'm sure you guys have watched all the games so far. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> this trade between uh, who was it? Or was it trade or free agency? The uh, Freddie Freeman move. That was free agency. Um, where did he actually end up going? The Dodgers? Uh, Dodgers. Yeah. Basically... What we've seen so far in this MLB season since the end of the lockout is that they really need to institute a uh, uh, a salary cap, and they really need to find a way to decentivize tanking. Um, the Reds basically traded away their entire team. Um, who else did it? So there's another team that was trading basically everyone away, but. Um, Oh, the Athletics. The Athletics also did the same thing. They can't compete with these teams like the Dodgers because the Dodgers have so many more, so much more money than everyone else. Um, so the Dodgers basically buy whoever they want. They're like the Yankees of this generation, um, you know. And so the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, and uh, baseball's not doing anything to combat that. Money ball. Bingo. They tried. They tried. <laughs> um, hey, this didn't work. Let's just give it the whole team. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys had your one season. You guys weren't cutting it. We didn't make a playoffs. We didn't win anything. So we have to ship you out because we can no longer afford your contract. But anyways, um, one last thing to talk about before we move on to our bets for the night. Um, I am going to be testing slash messing around with an NRSI dashboard. Now, for those that don't know what the NRSI is, it is the no-run second inning. Um, a lot of people like the no-run first inning, but we decided to differentiate ourselves a little bit, go with no-run second inning. But also, statistically speaking, there are more no-run second innings than no-run first innings. But because so many people are focused on first innings, you get better odds in the no-run second inning. Um, and so what I'm looking at doing is basically – have a dashboard that'll say, okay, these are the two teams that are playing. These are the pitchers that are pitching based off the numbers so far this season. What is the likelihood that 
an NRSI is going to happen. Obviously, it, there's no perfect way to do it. There's no perfect science. But if you take the percentage of times that a pitcher gives up a run in the second inning compared to uh, in a, a team's offensive stats in the second run in the second inning, how they typically perform, maybe you can get a feel or a grasp and maybe be able to come up with a methodology to predict no run second innings other than just blindly taking no run second innings. So uh, just want to tease that, be on the lookout for the NRSI dashboard. I will share that with you guys once that's kind of up and running, but obviously we will wait till the regular season starts. If you do it during spring training, your numbers will be all out of whack and you'll just be wasting time. So, so the logic behind the no run second inning is instead of the first is the first inning is normally your first three. What, I'm not super familiar. Your first three or four batters are normally your best. Correct. So, and so you're guaranteed basically to get out or in second inning, you're basically guaranteed the worst person you'd have is the whoever's fourth in the rotation, right? No, so your 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 best your best hitters are typically your one through four hitters. Right. Um sometimes you'll get that out of the way in the first inning, sometimes you won't. Um if it's three outs, I'm saying best case scenario. Like if all three get out, you're lined up fourth normally. Right. Unless you just have a horrendous and come all the way back through in the first inning, right? Correct. Correct. Um if if you have a perfect first inning, then you're facing four, five, six in, in the lineup. Uh, your four hitters, typically your your big hitter, like, can hit it out of the ballpark, but that may also mean they might strike out more. Um, but also, the theory, too, is, all right, you know, you have a pitcher that comes out in the first inning. They may need a full inning or so to kind of get warmed up, get figure out how things are going, this, that, or the other. So our theory is, okay, in the second inning, the pitcher's warmed up, the pitcher's locked in. And then also you're facing hopefully a worse part of the lineup than you would in the first inning. So you're looking at from a, a pitcher's perspective and a hitter's perspective. I like it. So hopefully, though, we can get some numbers and some modeling in there to kind of help predict that instead of just blindly taking no-run second innings, which is what we've done in the past. Can you do, like, no-run any inning? Like, So I believe you can, Absolutely. But the thing you get, the thing where it gets tricky too, Ty, is um, once you get past kind of the first couple innings, you don't know what pitcher is going to be in the game. If your pitcher right. gets rocked in the first or second inning, they may not last past the second inning. So you make the assumption mm -hmm. when you're doing the no-run second inning that the starting pitcher will still be in that game. Now, is there times when pitchers get pulled in the first inning? Absolutely, um, but you got to hope mm -hmm. that in most cases that won't happen. Gee. Well, that's kind of cool. I don't know about that. That is a interesting aspect. Do you think there's more? What 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 inning do you think has the most runs scored? The do you most think it's up front, or do you think it's in the latter, like eighth and ninth? Because I would venture to say, like eighth and ninth inning, on average, have some of the least scored. Well, so here's here's the kind of so the the ninth inning. You see the least, but that's because sometimes you only get half an inning. If the home team's winning in the ninth, okay. you don't get a full inning worth of offense. So the data can be skewed. Correct. Now, also, when you get to the eighth, sometimes you might get like a closer or a setup man. So that guy's literally in for three outs. So sure, you might get, you know, your best pitcher in the eighth or ninth, and there might be less runs scored then. 
But another benefit of betting the second, the no-run second inning is you only have to watch two innings of baseball. No one wants to watch a full nine-inning game to wait for their bets to settle. That's also part of the reason why I do a first five bet is I don't have to watch a full game. I don't have to stay up till midnight for a West Coast game to finish. Um, but also, the farther you go into a game, the more variables come in. Did someone pinch hit in the eighth or ninth inning? Did a new pitcher come in or did someone get hurt in the fifth inning? You know, So we, we try to take out as many variables as possible by betting in the second inning as opposed to like the eighth or the ninth. So you all, I mean, this, I mean, obviously probably sounds rudimentary, but like you also got to look at what pitchers pitching, not necessarily just who's in the lineup for one team. It's like, Oh, X, Y, Z. And you know, these are pretty good hitters, but they're, they're batting against this pitcher. So. Absolutely. Like when I, when you said what that was, I didn't even think about the pitcher and I was like, Oh yeah, well, you know, starting pitchers are in for six or so innings, you know? Right. Exactly. And who's to say like, you know, you bet like a no-run eighth inning and your team's doing good, doing bad, whatever, doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden your your team decides to bring in Amir Garrett in the eighth inning and you're like, well, there goes the no-run eighth inning because they, they made a, deci- a decision to make a pitching change in the gotcha. seventh inning of a pitcher that's throwing a perfect game or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes a lot more sense then. So. I like it. Let me know. <laughs> We're 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 a big no run second inning podcast, and so we're just trying to take it a step further this season because that's what we do. We learn, we improve, we make things better for the people. You guys. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Anything uh, you guys want to touch on on news from around the leagues before we move into our dumbest dummy bets? Uh, don't live in Oklahoma if you want to be part of the dumbest dummy contest. Bingo! There you go. T.Y. has nailed it on the head. Good. But uh, let's talk about the Dumbest Dummy picks uh, from Friday. Uh, as Diz said earlier, I don't know if you heard Diz earlier, but he actually went 2-0 and because he faded the Big Ten like we talked about. Um, I went 4-9, and which sounds terrible, but I actually gained quite a few units on Friday because I hit, I hit those uh, longer props, those longer odds picks. So in the Dumbest Dummy competition, I am down 2.69 units for the month of March, and Diz is up 0.65 units. Um, So Diz has got a slight lead on me, and if you recall, he made two NHL overpicks for his Dumbest Dummy bets earlier on. I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 Dumbest Dummy picks for the second consecutive episode. Volume Shooter. Volume shooter. But hey, like I said, if I hit four of those 13, I'm probably making up some good ground there. So, All right, you know where we're going. We're starting with the 31-plus point victories. I am starting off with the Pistons over the Trailblazers at plus 1,500. And I have a note on here that says auto bet for the rest of the season. Anybody that is going up against the Trailblazers, you have to bet them 31-plus. Um, the... Indiana Pacers actually beat the Trailblazers last night or yesterday by 31 points exactly. Now, why is this significant? Well, one, the Pacers are like the fifth worst team in the league, and they still beat the Trailblazers by 31 plus. The Pacers were without one of their better players in Malcolm Brogdon, um, and the Pacers had the third quarter that they normally have, Tyler. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that. The, the Pacers at halftime, I think, were up 23. And then by the end of the third, they were only up 12. But then they still ended up coming back and winning by 31-plus. 
So we are in auto bet anybody 31 plus over the Trailblazers tonight. So that's or over the Trailblazers. So that's why I got the Pistons. And the fact that I was able to get them at plus 1500, I'm pretty stoked about. Then we got the Pelicans over the Hornets at plus 5,000. Uh, the Cavs over the Lakers at plus 3,500. The Jazz over the Nets at plus 5,000. The Celtics over the Thunder at plus 700. The Timberwolves over the Mavericks at plus 5,000. And then finally, the Heat over the 76ers at plus 5,000. said Timberwolves over Mavericks? Yes. But 31? Yes. Now, hear me out. Now, this what I do have on here that it's a value pick. Plus 5,000, that's the highest odds you will get for a 31-plus yeah. point victory. The Timberwolves are super hot right now. 8-0-1 ATS their last nine, including most of those by double digits. Now, the Mavericks, they're good. They they have been good of late. Luka Doncic has been playing unreal since they got rid of Porzing God. Dinwiddie has kind of stepped in out, off the bench. But I, I think the way this Mavericks team is built is it's feast or famine. If they have an off night from either Dinwiddie or Doncic, then they can get run out of the building. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on this Timberwolves team. I gotcha. Uh, T.Y. actually said his internet crashed, so it is just you and I from here on out. Okay. Thank you for uh, letting us know, because on the screen it shows that he's still here. Oh, there there, there he went. Okay. There it is. All right. Well, thank you, T.Y., for your contributions. It will not go unnoticed. Um, all right. So that's my 31 plus point victories. Um, a lot of them are plus 5,000 because they're either – like two or three point favorites, or they're even underdogs. I I took the Pelicans as a six point underdog to the Hornets and said they're gonna win by thirty one plus. So, hey, value pick, value yeah. pick. If I hit one of these plus five thousand, Diz is buying me dinner regardless. Yes, sir. Um, and then I got first baskets for you, like always. I got Marvin Bagley at plus seven hundred for the Pistons. LeBron James plus three twenty for the Lakers. Andre Drummond at plus 700, but I actually think he's listed as doubtful now with an illness. So there, there's a chance that he doesn't play, and if he doesn't, then obviously that'll just be voided. There'll be a no bet. Yep. Um, Al Horford at plus 700. Um, no Robert Williams. No uh, Marcus Smart tonight for the Celtics. Horford's jumping. He will win the tip. And then uh, whoever they're playing, who are the Celtics? Uh, the Thunder give up like way more to centers than uh, anyone else. So I think Hor- Horford moves to the center position there. So I think he gets the first basket tonight. Um, and then Nikola Vucevic at plus 410 for the Bulls. And then Carl Anthony Towns plus 400 for the Timberwolves. All right, Tyler. So that leaves us with group best bets. Uh, we went one and two on Friday. Colgate fade the big, fade the big 10, uh, saved us from a 0 for 3 night. So as a group, we were up 2.88 units in the month of March. We we're still cooking with gas there. Um, anything tonight that kind of catches your eye or that you're uh, really feeling? Hmm, let me see. Hmm. Here. And as you can see, if you see my Hail Mary parlay of the day, some of those lines have actually moved uh, quite a bit because of some late injury um, notice. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. I was looking at the Heat. I saw home dogs for the Sixers, but Embiid and Harden are both out. Harden's out? 
It says they are both out. You know what's amazing about that? What's that? Is I took the Heat over the 76ers plus 31 points uh, when I first noticed that uh, Embiid was out. And I got it at plus 5,000. Ooh, yeah. No, it says they are both out now. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Now, now you, got me, you got me feeling a little giddy there. seen anything super big standing out you know me i like to look for home dogs but right tonight there's not a lot <laughs> uh, the Rockets are home dogs for the wizards i know it's a tough one that, teams both stink that's exactly the thing so for me i was looking at that game so hard just trying to figure out a side and honestly nets, i just could not do it nets home dog is tough because you don't have Kyrie, and their injury report is a mile long well and drummond was a late scratch um, I believe Aldridge out, Irving out, Dragic day to day, Simmons out, and yeah. Drummond out. Yeah, and Utah's a good team, so right. Linemakers pretty good today. Yeah, they are. They're they're, they're on their p's and q's for sure. Um, how do you feel about the uh, the Cavs minus four and a half versus the Lakers? I know the I know the Lakers burned us on Friday, but. Uh, the only thing that worries me about that game is uh, LeBron returning to Cleveland, but uh, Davis is playing tonight too, isn't he? No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not listed in the injury. Hold on, let me see. That would be that would be a real slap in the face for me if he was actually playing. I have him listed oh, as there out. There it is. Yeah, he's out. It wasn't on the on the first screen I clicked. It shows just THT out, and that's what I was like, ooh. But no, he is out. Uh, I'm with it. I think Cleveland will handle them. Yeah. All right. Cavs. Um, how do we feel? Man, that's a well, lot. We're on the Timberwolves, too. I mean, they're getting two points. They are, and I believe that their big three is playing, So, uh, or are playing. I... Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is day-to-day, but... Normally they play on day to days like that. Yeah, and and he's been listed questionable with the same thing for the past two games, and he has played. So, um, barring any setbacks, I would assume he would play. So you good with Timberwolves plus two then? Yes, sir. And then I'm gonna throw this one out there because uh, Diz had this as one of his dumbest dummy bets. But how do we feel about Bruins Canadians over six? I know you're not a hockey guy, but over six is pretty close to over five and a half. Bruins uh, and Canadians. I'm looking up some stats real quick because I don't really know my stuff. Okay. I believe they're both on over trends. Um... Hmm. hmm. One, two, three, four, five. I'm looking at the last five games. Data at seven. Total five. If it's uh, if it's uh, over, six, they've had they've scored six combined, and or you know just in their last five games, looks like looks like they had six twice, seven once, and under the under six the other three or other two. So that's a tough one. Or would but, you rather go wild sixty minute line versus the Golden Knights? Or if there's anything else in the NBA that's catching your fancy. 
or college basketball. I mean, there's like what NIT college basketball invitational. Is there actually? You know what? Let's do this, Tyler. We we can go ahead and Women. do it. What? <laughs> Women's NCAA tournament. That there you go. That's not what I was going for. What I was going to say is, what if we do Magic plus eight and a half versus Golden State tomorrow? Are you willing to take a chance on the Magic, or do you want to do something else? YOLO, let's go for it. Test our theory. Perfect. All right, so to recap group best bets, we're taking the Cavs against the spread. I think it's minus four and a half. Yeah. Cavs minus four and a half versus the Lakers. We're taking Timberwolves plus two versus the Mavericks. And then Magic plus eight and a half versus the uh, Golden State Warriors. Which tomorrow, Tyler, the Magic are home pups. You know how we love our home pups. I do, I do enjoy a home pup. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to the multi-sport Hail Mary parlay of the day. Tyler, today we have 11 legs. Uh, eight of those are in the NBA and they're spreads. And then three of them are in the NHL. Did you already look at the value by chance? I did. Okay, so it is one dollar to win eight twenty-eight twenty, eight hundred twenty-eight dollars and twenty cents. Not a ton of juice because there's not a lot going on tonight, but uh, it is what it is. We'll start in the NBA. You got Pistons minus seven and a half versus Trailblazers. Heat minus two and a half versus Seventy Sixers. Obviously, that was pre uh, Embiid and pre Harden being out. Um, Pelicans plus six versus Hornets. Cavs minus five versus Lakers. Jazz minus one and a half versus Nets. Celtics minus 15 versus Thunder. Raptors plus three and a half versus Bulls. And Timberwolves plus two versus Mavericks. And then in the NHL, I got Bruins, Canadians over six. Wild money line versus Golden Knights. And Predators money line versus the Ducks. Now, Tyler, I know this is the part where I normally ask if you have anything else to, uh, before we send the people off, but I actually have something before we send the people off. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Today, my wife ruined my Monday morning, possibly my entire day, with the heartbreaking news that after this season, the Maury Povich show will be no more. Absolutely devastated. Now, tragedy. the good news is, and I, I originally thought this was the case, he is not getting, like, canceled. So he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything inappropriate. Like, he's not getting canceled. He is retiring from his show. Someone new taking the reins, or is the show just off the air? I think the show's done. I think they're just cutting. You could not give someone else the Maury Povich. Put my, put my uh, name, in, name in for it. I'll go up there. I would love to have people yell at me. Yeah, that that I imagine that would take a few years off your life too. I imagine he is uh, he's been through some stuff. Wasn't isn't his wife like a respected journalist too? Uh, possibly. I honestly I have no idea. But uh, shout out Maury. Maury was something we grew up on as children. Believe it or not, it was I'm always the, to watch it. But... Right, right, and it was always the show that was on that you would watch when you were homesick, and there was just nothing else on. And so TV. it was Maury Povich show. Half the time I didn't know what was going on because I was so young. Yes, he is actually married to Connie Chung. There you go. Kind of funny. 
respected journalist, and then then you got more. Who spent the last I don't know how many years that shows on, but I'm gonna say probably the last twenty close to twenty years. I want to say I saw they was... are not the father. Right, right. I want to say that I, the article I read said he's been on for thirty one years. Oh wow! I think. Don't quote me on that. We might want to verify our sources on that. But yeah, he's definitely uh, been a staple for the few years. So shout out, Maury. Enjoy your retirement. He said he wants to spend more time out on the golf course, and I can respect the hell out of it. Told you, Maury. That's right. I told you. All right. Um, So it just announced official Drummond is ruled out tonight. Drogic is playing. Well, nine out of twelve deaths. Tough. It's all right. I'll take it. Okay. Anything else, Tyler? Before we call it a day. Uh, I got nothing. Okay. Perfect. Uh, thank you, Ty, for your contributions. I know you had some internet issues. Hope everything's good. Um, Diz, we missed you. Hopefully, you'll come back soon. Uh, <laughs> I act like it's as if he's like out of the country, like not ever coming back. He will be here for the next episode, I believe. No more excuses. That's right. And Even if he doesn't give excuses. Right. We will assume, for all of you lovely listeners and watchers and all that, that this next episode will be on Thursday like normal. If it is not, we will tweet it out on our uh, Twitter page, at SportsBetByDumb. Also, we'll make a post about it on our Instagram at SportsBetByDumb as well. Um, thank you all for listening. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram. I just gave it to you guys. Uh, it's also at the bottom of your screen if you're watching on YouTube, which brings us to YouTube. Make sure you check us out on there. Type in Sports Betting by Dummies in the search bar. It should be the first one up there. Look for the black and yellow logo. We're trying to get our subscribers' numbers up. We really would appreciate it. But uh, thank you all for listening. Hope everyone has a nice, profitable start to your week, and we will see you all on Thursday.